The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of The Dental Brief. So excited for today's guest. We're just kind of getting to know each other here a little bit. I'm going to go ahead right away with the introduction. Jane M. Powers, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Absolutely. I was looking forward to hanging out with you. Yes. Glad you're here. And I'm excited for today's episode. And I'm always excited when someone is enthusiastically coming on the program to share and enrich um, dentists and their team members. And I'm sure that's what you're going to do. But for first, like everyone, tell us, how'd you get involved in, in dentistry? How'd you get in this world? <laughs> it- Truth be told, I was recruited heavily to move into the dental industry. I've been in the world of training, corporate America, coaching industry, small businesses and entrepreneurs, and people found out what I was doing in that industry and begged me to come work with them in the dental world because of the the conflicts and the challenges that they were facing. So it was peer pressure more than anything, and a love to change how people run their businesses and and gain success basically. Yeah, that's awesome. The website for listeners is dentalmgsolutions.com, correct? Yes. Yep, awesome. So definitely check that out. You mentioned challenges that you'd like to help people with. What are some of the common challenges that you're getting today? Um, the number one Yep, the number one challenge that I I believe and this is what I'm seeing and 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 it's not just the dental industry to to be honest it's in every industry. It's even in your home life. Uh communication is the number one factor that individuals run into the the trouble with in building their success whether it's a team member, a, a the office manager, the dentist themselves or it affects in the I don't like to say selling because when you go to a dentist, you don't want to be sold, but sometimes you have to have higher end products, higher end services to be able to do that. So basically what I do is I find most people are communicating from their own style of communication, their own personality. So what I do is help them understand how to articulate their message, no matter what they want and be able to have the other person understand it and hear it and be able to take action. Yeah, I can see why that's a, a big challenge. And I, I can see as a society, like you said, it's not just in the dental industry, it's everywhere. But I think forms of communication, of sharing information, such as Twitter, texting, SMS, Facebook Messenger, you know, now even email systems have built-in chat features. Those are all... I think people think that when you're sharing information, you're communicating, but literally you're just sharing information. It's not the same thing, right? Can you help us kind of understand what's the difference and maybe what platforms aren't the best thing to try to communicate with people on? Well, here's what's what's interesting. So just to give you a little of my background, I've been doing, I've been a professional speaker doing sales training and leadership training, communication training for over 35 years. The number one factor I see most people speak from their own intention rather than the ultimate outcome of how do we have a collaboration. And and it's not because they don't want to, it's there's a lack of knowledge. And also people are busy. So without a doubt, most people are running in. I'll give you a quick rundown. 
because I want to make this as valuable as possible. The first thing you must do is understand who you are. So what I did, Patrick, after 35 years of going into every corporate setting and every setting, uh, whether it's a stage, I have discovered there's four basic people you run into. And it is my core communication system, which is C-O-R-E, Catalyst, Optimizer, Relator, Expert. Each one of us has, we have all those codes, but one will primarily come out when you're communicating. So if you understand who you are and how you communicate, and I understand how Patrick is and what his code is, I can change the delivery. Not the meaning, not the intention behind it, but I can change the delivery so that he can hear it from his personality code or trait. And again, this is not at a Stanford study. This is in the science of Jane after all the years bringing together some of the skills. But each code determines how the person's going to listen. So it's it's catalyst, optimizer, relator, expert. Catalyst, that is someone who is Fire, ready, aim. That happens to be me. I take a lot of action. I take it quickly. Optimizers, they love details. They love systems, strategies, and very formal communication. Relators are your warm, fuzzy, lead with their heart experts. Those are most of our dentists. Most of our dentists are experts. The ones that I find that I'm working with, many are experts with a high relator. So they care so much about their team, but as an expert, they like to have proof. They really, they know a lot. So when they're communicating, it can come off a little bit off-putting. So when I go into a practice, I'm assessing the entire office. And truth be told, it takes me, if I meet someone, it'll take me about 10 to 15 seconds, maybe less, to understand who they are. And it could just be by how they dress. Yeah. You know, that that reminds me, I'm going to get into a little bit. In, in a minute, I'm going to ask you how people find out which one of those others and core that they are. But I remember years ago, I mean, we're talking 25 years ago, I lived in Seattle and there was a German auto shop that had this guy from Germany who like ran it and was like the mechanic and his name was Wolf and he was awesome and like really knew what he was doing on imports. And I remember having my car in there for something kind of simple and there's this really beat up old BMW in there. And I remember the guy like coming back and he had like coffee and a sandwich in his hand. You could tell he had like left and come back to the shop. And he says to him, so do you know what's wrong with my car? And then the, this guy, Wolf, literally says to him, he literally says, yeah. And he goes, well, what? And he goes, it's a piece of junk. <laughs> and the guy goes, well, why are you telling me? He's like, because you don't put any more money in this car. It's junk. It's not worth fixing. You know, and he's like, he's being sincere, like trying to tell this guy, like, hey, don't invest another dime in this car. But he was really taken back by it. I thought it was great. I wanted, I would want a mechanic to tell me that, right? So I like that. But how do you find out, you know, if, how do you find out which, which one of these letters and, and core you are? So if, if anybody would like to understand who they are, because it really is a first step in being an effective communicator, I have an assessment that they can take. It's a core assessment. And all they have to do is go to yourcoreassessment.com. And it's a, it's a bot that'll go through, take you through the assessment. It only mm -hmm. takes a couple of minutes. And then you'll get a report on who you are. Yeah. It's so effective to be able to know, like people always say, well, why aren't they listening to me? And I'm like, I can tell you exactly why. And conversations, it, many times people are talking rather than speaking. Speaking is actually an intentional message where a lot of people just talk. Some, you know this, some people like to hear themselves talk. And, yeah. and so 
what it does is it helps you to be able to move. A lot of times what I find it there's, you've got segregation within your, in your practice and each team is doing something different. What I like to do is make sure that teams are communicating effectively within their own team and then be able to cross pollinate. <laughs> I guess right. that's how I would say it. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So that website you said was coreassessment.com. Is that right? Your, your, Y-O-U-R. Your. Yep. Your, your core assessment. assessment. Crazy not to go there and to look at that. So I it just, it's the more you know about yourself, the more you can help people. Jane, so you, you, you go, you take the assessment, mm-hmm. you find out who you, who, what kind of a communicator you are or where you're coming from. What's the next step? How do you become better at communication? I think anyone so, who thinks about it for a minute wants to be a great communicator. How do you do that? Yeah. So what I do is once you get, once somebody takes the assessment, I, because I find it is absolutely vital. I've been in business for a very long time. And, and here's my pet peeve is when somebody's like, oh, you're screwed because you're not sure how to communicate. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, what do I do? And they go, oh, buy my stuff. What I've done is I've designed a mini quick hack program that I send out to everybody who takes the assessment. It'll give you some ideas on how you can communicate, some actual scripting on what you can say. And I have provided that for team leads. I provided that for the dentists and I provided it for sales because we're all selling. If you have kids, you're selling. If you have a spouse, you're selling. If you have a team, you're selling. You've got to be selling the idea, the action that you want them to take. And and you're also selling products and services. So I provide them with a nice little program that'll give them a head start. And then, of course, I can jump into the practice and do a, a full overview of what's going on and be able to help them communicate effectively. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely fantastic. And, and this, you know, I think, I literally think probably most, if not all of the problems that happen inside of a practice or any business for that matter are somewhat communications related, right? And I think there's a lot of reasons why people communicate poorly, which you can help them with. But I think one of the things that, gosh, I was just at an event and it was asked with all these dentists in the last six months, who's had someone show up for their first day at work and either not show up for their second day or go to lunch and not come back and half the room raise their hand. It was the last six months. It's and a very different world. I know I will tell you personally in my company, when we have that happen and it's happened to us too, um, it's because my communication skills were poor. Yeah. That's the number one reason. I always look at that and go, I didn't either communicate well during the interview, the hiring process. I didn't, I didn't communicate well on expectations. Yeah. I didn't have enough SOPs for them. I didn't have enough information for them and they felt confused and they felt lost because our employees that make it for three months are here forever, right? So it has to be a communication issue. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I think it's true. And I think it's also, we've got a different workforce. I was in the employment industry for about 11 years. So I, I saw a lot of the dynamics in hiring and firing and keeping and retaining. Yeah. And re- so here's what here's my, my entire philosophy after so many years in business. Each one of us pulls behind us a little red wagon. That little red wagon is full of Everything we've done in life, everything we've felt, everything we've been told, good or bad, we bring it with us. And it could have started, we collected that wagon back in, you know, the day when we were two years old. It starts and we just keep piling stuff in the wagon. So we end up in this great practice. It looks like it's going to be marvelous, right? But everyone has brought their little red wagon in. So 
I, and I've worked with the likes of American Express, Intel, Dell, uh, AT&T. I've done some giant corporations. And I look and I go, this is one giant dysfunctional family. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know. Nobody knows they're really doing it. It's an unconscious automatic pattern and program that people operate by. So there they end up communicating from their little red wagon. So what right. I do is I go in and I'm like, here's your little red wagon issues or patterns. And we break it down. And then with the, coupled with the assessment, now you can effectively communicate. And it's more about the listener than about the, the one who's communicating. You have right. to be effective, obviously. We all know, use the I statement, reflect what you hear. But not everybody does it because a little red wagon says, now eh, you're not going to mount anything. I'm not good enough. Or I'm the best and nobody else is. So unconsciously, we have an automatic system on how we're operating and, co and communicating with others. So that's a whole nother show where I can go on for days yep. about, and, and truth be told, dentists go to school to play with teeth. They don't go to play with people. Right. It's, it's not, it, it's, it's more that's, confusing. And, that, and that's right. Pressure. Yep. You're, you're a hundred percent correct, but I will say this. And I think we, in dentistry, I think I've seen this happen more than every other industry that's out there is I hear, oh, well, they don't teach us business in business school, but or in dental school. Well, yes, because it's not business school. Like it's, they don't teach lawyers business. They don't teach physicians business. They don't teach architects business, right? No, nope. That's wild, wild west that you have to learn on your own. And I think the same thing with when people go, well, I'm just not very good at this. So right? when it comes to case acceptance, I'm not very good at this. You were not very good at dentistry either at one point in your life, right? There's somebody who hasn't begun dentist, dental school yet who would be would be a Tasmanian devil in somebody's mouth with a drill, right? So right. they're not they're not good either. These are things that you become good at, right? These are skills that you develop. Which, yeah, I know, I know you agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's so. It, I mean, think about it. Years ago, I got my broker's license in real estate, and yeah. I and every I, I do one deal, and I'm like, okay, I got this. The next deal, I'm like, oh, it's another baptismal by fire. And, yeah. and I think what is unique, and, and again, I've been in every industry you can imagine, from injection molding, dial corporation, you name it. With dentistry, there's another nuance that most are missing. And it's, it's much like a surgeon or a doctor. There's an invasion in the individual. And I, I know when I go to the dentist, and, and I love my dentist. I'm tensed up from head to toe because that's the ultimate pain that you could feel. And yep. that is an added pressure along with all the personalities and all the, uh, when I worked years ago in an orthodontist office, there was even that they're not drilling. They're not, but there's the factor of the invasion, invasion of your personal space, even though you're giving permission, that's yep. an added factor on dentists. That is a lot of pressure. For a lot of us, it's interesting, you know, I'm a, I'm a big guy, pretty strong guy. And my dentist is a friend and my orthodontist is a friend. And um, it's a very intimidating place to be in a dental chair. You're on your back, you're tilted upside down. You are as, that is as vulnerable as a position as I think anybody's ever going to be in or almost anyone's ever going to be in. And it's, it's, it's difficult. So yeah. I think that's a really good point for people to think about all the time is like, Hey, 
I've got all these tools, I've got this team, I've got all the stuff, and this person is on their back upside down yeah. and it's intimidating. Let me ask you this. I know that you've been around and you're experienced enough to know that you're not the right fit for everybody. Obviously people come on our program because they wanna get the word about their services and what they do, which is fantastic. Knowing that you're not the right fit for everyone and that not everybody who does coaching and consulting is the right fit for everyone. How do you find someone who is the right fit? I'm not saying that you're not, you probably are, but how do you, what, what, what advice would you give them? Jane, I want to, I want to work with someone to help me on my communication skills or in this area of my, my business development. Certainly want to talk to you, but what questions should I ask? How should I find this person? Here's what's, this is the most important thing. And I see, I've been in this industry and people have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's and in not just in the dental world but in every world what i think is absolutely important and i used to be a little more subtle years ago when i started my consulting advising and and coaching business i used to be a little a lot more i should say a lot more and what i found is that people are paying me good money not to be coddled through the process but to be honest, direct, and and truly customizing what I'm doing or what they want for their for their practice. So yeah. I think the most important thing is get to know the person first. Ask for references. Look them up. I always go to ripoffreport.com and I look up whoever I'm going to think about hiring. I yeah. also do that with the people that are going to hire me because it's important that I'm a, a right fit and as sure. they are. But I think yep. the first thing is. You know, you can ask all the questions with every consultant, every, you know, most people have all the answers, but those are the answers. Yep. If I hear, if somebody says to me, well, we're going to 10X their business, they're off the list. Right. If there's a lot of hype. I think the most important question is, how can I, the dentist, the practice, the person who's buying, how can I teach you best to coach me? Yeah. Because most people, they put you into, they're like sheep. They put you in the line. They're herding you through the template program. I I don't believe in that. Uh, The way, and my business partner, who is all things dentistry, she's been in the dental world for 27 years. She's been in every chair in in the office. And then I come in, I'm people and profits. What I think is absolutely important is customizing to meet the specific needs of that individual. Otherwise, yep. it becomes about me. Who cares about me? We care about you. Yep. That's awesome. Jane, I want to thank you again. One more time, I'm going to give the website out there, dentalmgsolutions.com. Jane, I wanna, like I said, I want to thank you. I appreciate you being here, sharing with our audience. It's some great information. I want you to come back on the show too. My pleasure.